Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Episode 35, The Mate Manual with Tara Padua. You're listening to The Race for the Ring, a podcast about dating in the digital decade. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm a PR queen, a published inspirational author, motivational speaker, mom, and dating diva. Each week, I'll have a special guest dish dating dilemmas and delights with me, and together we'll maneuver how to play the game, not get played, and claim the most prized possession, self-love. Ready, set, go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. I am your host with the most, Mindy Barnett. And you know what, you guys? I can't believe that October is almost over. You know, just a few more days left, and we're going to be straight into November. And it's going to be Thanksgiving, and it's going to be Christmas, and it's going to be the New Year, and we're still in the COVID climate. Yay. Anyway, um, speaking of which, I want to talk to you a little bit about my eyes. So um, just like many of you, I've been wearing a mask lately, right? For a very long time, actually. And the majority of my face is covered up um, (laughs) to the delight of probably many on the street, but nevertheless, it is. And so therefore I am focusing on the features that you can see when I'm wearing my mask, which includes for the most part, my hair and my eyes. And the eyes are also, as we know, the window to our soul. We want to accentuate them, do everything we can to make them look as polished and beautiful and captivating um, as they possibly can. And, you know, I've never really been one to wear a lot of makeup. I used to when I was in television news, but I, ever since I left that field, I've been very happy not to wear pretty much anything other than maybe a little bit of blush gloss and mascara. Um, But with the mascara, it only can take you so far. So I have been using Grande lash um, enhancers and it's really made my eyelashes like literally grow like a weed. So they are really long and really thick and really pretty. And a lot of people think that 
you know, I'm wearing false eyelashes and I have them now. I've been using my grande lash. So I um, have always really loved it and have gravitated toward it over time here and there. But ever since the mask came about, <laughs> I've been wearing it um, pretty much religiously and I've really seen a difference. So I highly, highly recommend that. Um, so back to uh, the time of year and, um, you know, as we approach the holidays, a lot of people tend to get blue. Um, I was actually just doing a little research today for some of my psychology uh, clients and so forth and came up with the term, you know, blue Christmas. Not, I didn't come up with the term. I found the term online and we've been coming up with some pitches along those lines about how a lot of people start to feel a little down around the holidays. If you have lost a loved one or maybe things aren't exactly the way you want it to be in your life, um, especially when it comes to you know, being single kind of sucks to be single around the holidays. Can't tell why. Um, you don't have anybody to like, you know, like snuggle with and, you know, have or have family events. And I know myself, you know, I'm divorced. So completely being vulnerable here. Like my sister, I have one sibling, she's married happily. So, and, you know, has a beautiful family and I have a beautiful family too. And I have a good relationship with my ex-husband, but I don't have a partner and I haven't had a partner in my life um, to share the holidays with pretty much for, I guess, since my divorce, really four years. And that's kind of hard to like, see everybody's happy and like, you know, snuggling and things like that. And it's kind of like me and my kids and my dogs. <laughs> So anyway, um, not to make you all like kind of blue and grim, that's definitely not the purpose of my, my uh, little, um, you know, I guess chant here, my rant. Um, I wanted to talk about this uh, possible new strategy um, about approaching the dating life. Um, Tara, who has a, an amazing podcast herself, um, which is called Next Fem, it's very, very popular. Um, she's a certified professional coach um, and a certified mentor, and she's not all smoke and mirrors. I mean, that industry is like literally blown up and it, there's so many, you know, people that are coaches and, you know, I don't really know what qualifies them as that and things like that, but she truly is. She's 20 years of experience um, coaching from talent development, sales leadership, relationship coaching. She's an associate director. She's an executive MBA career management person at Cornell University's Johnson School of Business. So clearly she's a smart cookie. She's the co-founder, as I mentioned, of NextFem um, and hosts the NextFem podcast. And she interviews lots of successful business leaders and best-selling authors and CEOs. And I've had the honor of being on her show. So I'm excited to have her on mine. Um, and we are going to look at dating as a business, not necessarily to make money, but to find your mate, right? So we're calling this show the mate manual, and we're going to dive in a little bit and find out what her thoughts are, mind you, about applying our business skills. I think, you know, I've been in business about 17 years. I consider myself a successful businesswoman at this juncture of my life, to say the least. Um, you know, applying our knowledge um, as, you know, riveting business, thriving business women into like the dating world and kind of using those same organizational tactics and approaches. Um, so kind of figuring out, if, is that a good idea? Is it a bad idea? There's some statistics and studies to back up both sides of the fence. So we're going to kind of dive into a lot of that. Um, before I want to introduce you to her, though, I just want to give a quick thank you to our amazing listener 
Hunter Max 2019. Um, has a very, very short and sweet review, but any of them are very much welcomed and appreciated. She writes, um, or he, she sounds so entertaining. Can't wait to hear more. Well, you definitely will. In fact, we're gearing up for a live show that we are probably going to do around Valentine's Day, um, TBA, um, and uh, with some amazing guests and stuff like that, like a roundtable conversation at a really fun place in New York. So if you are in the New York area, you'll definitely want to come on out and check us out. Um, I don't have any real particulars to share, but just rest assured, as soon as I do, <laughs> I will be conveying them to you ASAP. Um, that anyway, uh, you know, please continue to rate and review the show. It really means the world to me and my team. Um, I have a official producer now, Semri. She's incredible. She's, um, you know, going to really help me grow this show even more. So we have a lot of interest and in getting more, more sponsorships as we go to a lot of people wanting to join in, be a part of the movement that we're trying to create about entertaining and also informing. So without further Further ado, I want to welcome our guest today, Tara. Hey, Tara. Nice to have you on the Race to the Ring. The tables are a little turned. I was just on your show not that long ago. I know. I'm so excited. I know the audience can't see you, but you look beautiful. Oh, my what God. No, I don't. What, what, what's going <laughs> on? Nice. This I mean, I... I do not look like this. I mean, it's like, no, You've I'm like half dressed. I still have to get, a, I'm getting a blowout after we do this recording. I, I have a meeting today. So it was, it's one of the rare occasions where I'm in something other than a tie dye sweatshirt and jeans nice. or something like that. Nice. Me. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm in a proper uniform wearing my namaste Snoopy. Yeah. Uh, sweatshirt. So yeah, it's the way to go. And it's a rainy, yucky day anyway. So who the heck wants to get dressed today? Okay. So <laughs> let's get into it. So tell everybody, um, I obviously introduced you, but just tell everybody a little bit about your, your business background and, um, next fem and what that's all about and all that good stuff. And also what your dating status is as we record this show. Mm. So, um, I began my career in finance and private equity um, at JP Morgan and, uh, you know, just a classic finance background and, but really quickly transitioned to become an executive coach, you know, so I work with leaders to 10x their growth, um, whether that's uh, promotion, you know, salary negotiations, um, you know, help grow their business really quickly. Uh, so that's what I do for work um, mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. I also work uh, at Cornell and I work with executive MBAs around their careers and I absolutely love it. Um, I love Cornell, I love my students, I love, it's a weird thing to say I love my students, but I just, um, I think that helping leaders to advance in their careers is how we're gonna make a dent in the planet. And kind of yeah, see. yeah. Um, what do you find? This is so not the show's about, but I'm, no, it's I'm, okay. just an, I'm an entrepreneur and I find it very interesting. Mm -hmm. What do you mm -hmm. think are some of the biggest obstacles that some of your leaders face in terms of their growth and things that basically hinder their growth, I guess I should say? Oh my gosh, I love that question. So I think the, you know, so coaching is really simple. It's performance equals potential minus interference and i'm sure we can talk about this in dating yeah yeah performance is like whatever goal potential is you know what are your natural strengths abilities like what are you passionate about um and interference is anything limiting beliefs so 
unfortunately with most people and you understand this because of your business like you have mm -hmm. to sell people what they want but give them what they need so yeah, yeah. often I'm selling people 10xing their growth but what they really what they really need um is help dealing with overwhelm imposter syndrome um feeling crispy and burnt out um not not having clarity around the north star like I think sometimes you get stuck and we think that whatever puzzle piece we're on mm -hmm. is the puzzle and that's just not the truth so I think really simply to answer your question, I think for women, it tends to be imposter syndrome, burnout, and sometimes just buying into, you know, the, the norm, you know, like that what's in front of you is all that you deserve. Mm. And I tend to come in and help disrupt that. Um, and with, with men, it's, it's not really burnt out. It's like a, like a loss of faith, like a loss of resilience, a loss of that like their light um, and fire that ignited them yeah, when they were maybe younger, or earlier in their career. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I can see that. Who yeah. like in two thousand eight lost like tens of millions of dollars? Like, you know, you kind of just get stuck in a, in a limiting mindset. And so, and I think especially for men, you know, they thrive in a certain amount of uncertainty. Uh, and women, we tend to need a little bit, a lot more safety and a little bit of uncertainty. But I think that um, just the way the world is as an entrepreneur, there can be like so much uncertainty that it moves from exciting and exhilarating to um, debilitating. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I go in there. Exactly and I totally agree. Yeah, and I sneak attack a lot of mindfulness. So I'm into everything from like polyvagal theory to, you know, Byron Katie's The Work. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's my puppy. Um, he's having the zoomies. Uh, but, but, um, <laughs> like I believe in you know the neuroscience of, of the law of attraction mm -hmm. um, if I need to put them away well no but, um, it's fine you can't imagine but I think hear. but I feel like you have to sneak in those things because it's like wellness and and mindfulness and well-being um is part of everything so true it's so interesting I feel like that in so many levels like you kind of hit me with a nail on the head but I'm Yay. sure that's pretty much everybody right that's in yeah. uh in the entrepreneurial space um so so and then you have your your quote fun job which is obviously next fem and the podcast and yeah. all that and you're kind of like inspiring women for the most part to to do better and and propel yeah. right yeah, I did that because it was like, listen, if an asteroid hit the planet Earth um, four years ago, five years ago when it began, and we would not know that women were doing extraordinary things. Mm -hmm. Like if you look around the media, <laughs> you look around, like what is it like in uh, in the media, most women, I think it's like 3%, women are represented 3% and most of the time we're in service roles, like we're waiting tables or we're like providing daycare or, yeah, and it's just like, it's not who women are. No, um, especially now we've been doing so many because I represent um, some entrepreneurs <clears throat> and we've been doing so many stories about women who had to leave their careers to be home and homeschool like it, the workforce is down by 80 80,000 women are like now they like quit their jobs basically because of that so the deficit is even greater in terms of men versus women and pretty much every role but yeah yeah so interesting. Yeah so, yeah, so that's my passion and I do um, I basically interview badasseries like badass women like you and yeah um and again with the hope that like if someone hears you that they're gonna love you and get connected and want to follow you and want to work with you and 
and that's how we're going to change, you know, change the world. Totally. (laughs) I know. That's awesome. Okay. So how, let's talk about your dating status, I guess. And then we're going to talk about this theme of the show is how to apply some of our business tactics to our dating life, which I don't practice, but maybe I will after doing a little research. It makes sense. I definitely apply it to my co-parenting with my ex-husband. So maybe it works for your personal life too. We'll see. Um, But anyway, so what's your dating stat? I'm single and dating. You know, so um, it, it, it's so funny because my friends are, I was just actually talking to my best friend in Miami this morning as she was dropping her kids off at school. And I have friends who like, they date someone for two weeks and they bring them around. I'm not that person. Yeah. I'm, I'm your shady slash private friend who will date. Um, but until it, we're committed and exclusive, I, I, I don't bring them around. I fully agree with that mindset. Mm-hmm. I don't think I brought anybody other than one person around. And that's only because we were friends before and people knew that person. But mm-hmm. no, I definitely agree with you a hundred percent. And why do yeah. and why do you do it? Is it just because is it like you know, yeah. because like I don't want to have to explain. Uh, I mean, I definitely didn't practice that when I was younger. Um, but now that you know, being a little older to say the least and mature and all of that, I I don't know. I don't want people to like see us as a couple and then we're not, you know what I mean? And I have children Mm -hmm. too. And so that is a whole other ball game is I don't want this all like people in and out of their lives and then get to know someone and then they're not there. And you know, it's whatever. It's a, a lot of reasons, but just sticking with like my, my friends and, you know, just socially, I, I just don't want to be coined as being in a relationship and then like not in a relationship and I'm in a relationship. And then, and I feel like too, um, you know, you at the beginning of a relationship or whatever it is dating, you kind of want to get to know the person. And then if you bring like other people into the mix, it's, it's sometimes harder to even get to know them, but then and the other side is then they can really get to know them in the sense that you see who they hang out with. But I don't know. Yeah. I just I just like to keep it like on the DL for a while. And then if I see as you, it's going somewhere, then I'll start like bringing them around. So you're just, you're dating, but nobody like significant. Is that what you're basically the situation? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Me too. I mean, I have a, some potential, but you know, with a few, but yeah, nobody, I think for me, probably you too, my schedule is just insane. So it leads very little time to... <laughs> to date which is a whole other issue for another day well it takes well it takes it takes I mean to your point like I think for me I I do my best when I have eight hours of sleep and yeah I do my best when um like so sort of some of the parallels between like business and dating are you know for me like well-being is part of my workflow and so with dating, it's like, I, I don't know, like with work, it's like, I do my meditation in the morning. I, I do my, my mindfulness and breath work before I go to bed. I um, try to do things that I love. So I'm feeling really good. And, and then and you throw an annoying guy in the mix. It's like a dud. <laughs> kind oh of rocks the whole vibe, right? Yeah. Or, I feel the or, same yeah. Way. Or it's like, yeah. it ruins your, or it ruins your morning. Like, I know like a lot of, you know, people are sensitive to like, I'm very sensitive to, I have, you know, my friend uh, Garrett says, you know, win the morning, win the day. And I have this thing where I wake up and I really try to prolong that feeling of goodness that I experience first thing in the morning. Cause that'll really set the tone for my day. And if yeah. I get a text from, from a dude 
that just <laughs> annoys me. Like it just kind of sets me off. I'm just not reliable to not downward spiral for a minute. I'm just not that resilient. I'm not, I'm a sensitive person. I'm very empathic. I, I, I need to protect my light a little bit. So yeah. 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 I hear you totally. In fact, one just texted me before we started recording. Good morning. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm about to work. <laughs> like this isn't the time to start texting at like eight, whatever in the morning. I'm like on a work night, a work day. Like, oh, I mean, I was nice about it, but I was sort of like, oh my God, really? Like whatever. Well, I think you're quite um, energetically, like for me, that's, um, it's a very, um, it's when you're in work, at least for me, like I'm a classic alpha where yeah. I, I, I exert a lot of energy in my work. I, I have to move things in my work, you know, like my actual work when I'm working with a client is, is probably more feminine, you know, but there are times when I'm definitely in a more masculine phase where I'm like, let's just get to the bottom of this. Let's get to the answers. Let's move that. And it just energetically, like when you're dealing with a guy and I just feel like I want to be intentional. It makes I know. me feel better. I agree. I agree. Okay. So, um, let's see. Um, if you, do you think there's any strategic formula for finding a, like a, a mate, like we're calling this, um, episode, the mate manual. So we're obviously, mm. <laughs> obviously so trying to see if there's like a business tactic. Cause obviously business has like somewhat of a formula in the sense that, you know, um, there's a rhyme and a reason and there's a strategy and there's a way to go about it. So we wanted to see if we could, uh, essentially apply some of those skills to our business life. Um, so we're going to go through them step by step. Um, and obviously you can fill in the cracks if I'm missing any, because you're the expert in this space, not me. Um, this is just based on some research that my team and I did. Um, so I'm at so any excited. rate, I love your research. <laughs> I love your research. <laughs> All right. So step one is building the vision and the strategy. So obviously like you have an idea for business or you want to take your business, you want to scale up or whatever you want to do with your company. Um, I have some plans for MB and associates for the new year, like things like that. Um, so, it, but in the, the dating life, I guess that would be essentially like, think of who your ideal partner might look like, or not physically, but just, well, maybe a little bit of that, but like more in terms of do you want them to have a college degree? Do you want them to be a certain age range? Do you want them to be of maybe a certain religion? Do you care if they have children? Like things like that. Do you have that in place in your no, mind? I, yeah, I do. It's so funny. I mean, I, I, I love this conversation, but um, I call that the prep and design phase of like the business plan. Mm -hmm. so, so it's like, what are your goals? <laughs> um, why is this goal important to you? Um, who is your target audience? What keeps them up at night? You know, and in this case, it might just be if you're dating, it's like, what's their heaven and what's their hell, you know? Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, I have a really clear, like, so for me. Yeah, what I, are yours? What are your, I mean, not every single thing, but like, what are your top five? It's, 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 yeah, I, I, you know, ultimately I want to be like, I want to be in a relationship with someone who wants to build something with me. And I want mm -hmm. all of the, like, I'm attracted to like a typically more masculine guy who mm -hmm. can fix things and, um, I love surfers. I love people who surf, musician, mountain bike, use their body, um, and can be a soft place to land. Um, and I, this is kind of, I wrote about this like, uh, a couple years ago, but I was like, I want someone who understands how hard it is to be a girl and hmm. wants to. What do you mean by that? Like appreciates your femininity <laughs> or some yeah. of your obstacles as being a female? Both, 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 meaning like, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, my best friends, anyone who knows me, you know, 
it's like people on the outside think that I'm very much like an, a free spirit and alpha and I am, I'm very open. Yeah, you seem to be, I don't know you super well, but like from the conversations we've had, that's awesome. You're very like easygoing, you seem. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very easygoing, but like internally, I'm actually really sensitive and I want someone who, who, um, I don't know, who just like, gets it. Like, it's sort of like when you're a woman entrepreneur and you're mm-hmm. grinding all day, like sometimes you just want to come home and watch like super troopers, you know, and, and chill Mm -hmm. and drink Mm -hmm. a lot of wine. Um, Mm -hmm. um, someone who doesn't require me to be so assertive. Like I was at a friend's house this weekend in the Hamptons and, um, one of the guys, there's a guy out there that I've had a, we've had a crush for like ever. (laughs) And his, and his friend was like, you can call him, you know? And I was like, in my brain, I was like, nowhere in nature, does the egg chase the sperm? And, um, but really what I'm saying is like, I'm such an alpha in my work where I'm constantly pursuing and designing and orchestrating and filling in the blanks and mm-hmm. that I kind of want someone who gets that like, listen, part of being a man is dealing with a level of uncertainty mm-hmm. and making it easy for me to like lean back. So that's really what I mean. Yeah, I, I hear you. I like being like the traditional, like, um, I don't want to say princess, but like female being taken care of and in yeah. that, in that way, emotionally, not like, like financially or whatever. No, I, yeah. I feel the same way. I, I do. People are surprised that by that actually, um, mm-hmm. that guys that I've, I've dated in the past and, you know, things like that. Cause they, I like you, I'm, I'm strong and I come off very strong and I am in my, my work and everything, but like in life, I mean, I'm very, I guess I, I, I am strong to a certain degree in, in a relationship, but I definitely like to have a, a man that I can just sort of like go with the flow, let him lead the way. They kind of make sure that I'm taken care of, change my oil <laughs> in my car, you know, little things like that. That's all. I think, <laughs> things I, I love you. I think some of the things I would say about like business wise though, that map is like, um, I remember working with a client who was like a super petite, like never worked out a day in her life, um, product VP who applied for a job at Peloton. And I was just really honest with her. I was like, what do you know of or care about that brand? So I think that one of the things I think as a, that maps onto dating, meaning like, let me close the loop on that. Like she was applying for this job that she didn't resonate with the brand. She didn't resonate with her mission. She didn't resonate with her vision. Like she could technically do the job, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that like, yeah, like this is my place. Mm-hmm. And I think um, how that applies to dating is like, you kind of got to be aligned. Like when we talk about like, yeah. like you have to be aligned. If you're looking for a surfer who mountain bikes, then you have to be someone who enjoys outdoor physical activities too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, mm-hmm. I feel like all too often we want something because it looks good on paper versus actually wanting what the heart wants, you know, or mm-hmm. wanting who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Mm-hmm. I keep on no, that, makes, you. that makes sense. That does make sense. I agree with what you're saying. Totally. Mine would be, I guess, mostly like, mm-hmm. I want someone who inspires me, um, intellectually, like someone who's very smart, mm-hmm. um, I think education for me is a kind of a deal breaker. I really want someone that at least has a college degree. Because um, your parents, they're educators. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yes, yes. And I'm like going back to school 
And I just always look into, even if it's just enriching my, like I read nonprofit, but I'm nonprofit. I read nonfiction books, like, uh, you know, all the time. Like I'm not, I don't even read that many. I don't think I've read many novels in my whole life. In fact, like I'm always just looking to spend opportunities that I have um, to kind of like better my, my mind in a sense. So that's mm-hmm. important for me and someone who is good with children, obviously, because I have them. And then, you know, someone who is just driven, like they don't have to be super set, like financially but just is someone who is like very passionate about their work and their purpose. Um, and I, like, yeah. And like you I, say, like someone that would take care of me mentally and stuff like that. I love this. I think one of those tricky things, it's funny, like we're, I think not, I think our culture has something collapsed with like, if you want a traditional male provider that you're either a gold digger or like yeah. not. Yeah. And I, and I know it's like we tiptoe about it. It's so funny because I trained coaches for a number of years. And if you ask any coach, like what they want out of their business, they're like rainbows and unicorns and to make a difference. And, and I was like, you know, yeah, but you can't make a difference if you can't make a living. And so like, that's true. Me, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, it's like, there's sort of this, I, I don't, I don't think that we need to tiptoe around it because I think that <clears throat> we have a lot of, there's a lot of unconscious strategies around this that I've kind of noticed where meaning like we really do want someone who can provide, you know, like there's nothing dangerous about saying that. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. I what I guess my, where I was coming from is more like I've dated guys that were very wealthy and had no drive. Like one Mm -hmm. was to give you, for instance, really briefly, I was, he was a doctor um, and he was like handed the practice from his parents and he was very sad and, like he worked two days a week and like he was really that's uninspiring like, for you yeah right I was like we went to the fanciest restaurants in New York and you know he was very generous with me and took and he wanted to take me on a big like a really extravagant trip and like all oh, that's really awesome and I'm not gonna lie like I love that but I was sort of like oh my god you're so lazy well, but, it's you not, know so. it's not stimulating for you and then it's yeah. not who you are that's what I mean by like your brand it's like yeah. I don't, I don't want someone who's like my twin. Um, no, no. Yeah. But I, I want someone who can energetically meet me where I'm at. Okay. All right. So now moving on step two is to focus on your top level objectives. That's the business, like, mm-hmm. I guess, strategy. And then I guess this was sort of, at least, unless you correct me, if you think I'm wrong, I think this would be very similar to like the must haves, like things that you need your partner to essentially put or potential partner to possess, like for you, the surfing and the mountain biking and, you know, um, the comfort level, um, and things like that. I feel like they're similar, right? Yeah. These are, I call them conditions of satisfaction in, you know, like when I'm doing a business plan, it's sort of like, I would look at them as sort of understanding my audience, you know, so mm-hmm. looking at what are their problems, you know, who's your target audience? What are the, like I said, what are the, what's their heaven, what's their hell and what solutions do I provide for that? You know, so for me, we generally have these conditions, but, and there, and then there's a handful of like deal breakers. So like, I guess to your point, yeah, it's, it's very similar. So what are the traits that you most of your ideal client, what are the traits of the clients that you never want to work with. So what are the traits same of the, the guy? Yeah. Yeah. Like, same with the date. So, yeah. So okay. I, I believe it is objective, but I also think it evolves. So the more information, like, you know how, like, as your business grows, you have to go back to the initial like audience and be like, is this still my person? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is mm-hmm. this still my audience? Like, mm-hmm. you know, are, you know, so, um, because for me, like, I don't know, like if he didn't surf, then that might be fine. You know, like, I'm not going to force him to surf, but I mostly just really like people who are physical and like to do things in nature. Cause that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You want someone that did spend your free time with and you have similar interests. It's nice to have separate interests too, but I totally understand what you're saying. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Okay. Next is step three, plan your attack, choose the battlefield. And they kept saying like, love is a battlefield, which I don't fully agree with, but nevertheless, I guess mm-hmm. that means like where you're going to meet. So it's kind of be like, um, is your, you know, if your ideal person is, I'm making this up, like you want to be a doctor, say, right? Um, mm-hmm. You'd put yourself in situations where you might be more inclined to meet a doctor. Like, um, for instance, I live in the, like, in the section of New York where there's like hospitals everywhere I turn. So Ooh. one might kind of, ha- yeah, <laughs> come hang out and go get Ooh. coffee. <laughs> A doctor, a doctor. Oh my god, so funny. I know. Do you live, do you live there? No, I okay. live there. You just, but... live, you just lived out of Midtown, Midtown East. I told you. Well, I said we go there for work. No, so I'm like, it. yeah. I'm like, I'm like, bye. Like, um, I don't know. Everything. Yeah, we can talk. Like, we can, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like all these people like showing up. My door's that. We want to kill you, Mindy. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um. Uh, that's not saying that's for me. I'm just saying like, whatever. So you would put yourself in situations like that, maybe hang out at the Starbucks near the hospital. Um, you know, like if you want to meet, um, say someone, I don't know, in a certain age range, you might put yourself in situations where you would be more inclined to meet that person, whether it be younger or older or whatever. Um, perhaps you have a friend that ha- is, is in finance like yourself and you want to meet someone that's maybe like financially set, like things like that. So what do you thought, what are your thoughts about that? I think that is, is I think kind of hard. Again- well, no, yeah, I think it's, again, mapping it onto business, it's um, knowing where your audience hangs out, mm-hmm. you know, like, so for example, um, in my business, I don't know that most executives, like, for example, hang out in Facebook, you know, so if I were going to go try to target my audience, I don't know that they would be there. Right. Um, but they are often at, you know, sort of startup accelerator roundtable discussions and things like that. Like I might meet someone there or I might meet someone through my friend group, like, you know, uh, cause my friend group are all guys, you know, women and men who surf and mountain bike and do all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I kind of think I, I, rather than like, you know, your battlefield, I think it's like, again, like if you're doing what you love and, then you're likely going to be around people who love the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also in terms of, I mean, yes, go to these events because it creates a social, there's a level of like, how do I say this? Like context, like it normally takes, what is it? Like nine, nine first dates with a new friend to solidify the friendship. And when you meet someone, so first of all, you meet them often online there's no context, right? Like you see a bunch of pictures, you don't really get a sense of who they are. Right. But let's say you meet that person at church or at synagogue, or, you know, there's a context, Mm -hmm. or if you meet them, you know, you kind of get to see them in their environment. Um, Or let's say you meet them with friends, you get to see them with their friends. Mm -hmm. Um, These are all social cues that make it easier to feel safe 
and like you can trust this person even though this person was like maybe a sociopath or maybe like the worst friend in that friend group um, right. it, it creates a level of like a little bit more level of trust and safety so that you're not having to prove yourself which I feel like for me like the business equivalent is again like knowing where my audience hangs out maybe it's um you know it's just branding right so mm -hmm. it's like if if you meet someone in the you know if you're into art you know art galleries and you meet someone at the Whitney and meat packing then mm -hmm. you'll be like oh this person you know so yeah I think the simple answer is like yes go hang out where they hang out <laughs> I agree. I, I think you're probably better off. And I, I fully agree with what you were saying about like the context versus like online versus just like organically meeting somebody. I always, I mean, I'm sure many would agree, you know, I just feel like I have a much deeper connection um, quicker with someone who I just organically meet, whether I just ran it, you know, bump into somebody and then we start talking and then we become friends or, you know, it's through a friend group and I got to know them that way or, you know, even work. I mean, like I used to be like, I'm never dating anybody I work with and I'm not going to, you know, like whatever. And I still sort of feel true to those, those, um, those roots because I think it can make things messy and you know in, in in career but the more I've talked to like therapists on this show and things like that like I think if you're open-minded like that that's just an organic way to meet someone you know and as long as you can keep things separate it doesn't necessarily have to be someone in your office I don't mean that close working I mean like like a, I don't know like a, a loose connection through work or something like that you know, I one of one of the I know this guy who um he runs a he's like a, a seven-figure very successful entrepreneur Mm -hmm. who basically found his fiance on Facebook when he like put it out there and was like, Hey, help me find love. Really? You know, like, yeah. Like, so all of these people think about Facebook, like all of these people who know you, at least in, you know, even if it's tangentially, like they know you. That's cool. um, and, and then he's like, help me find love. And that's how he met his soon to be wife. And again, like, I think it's context. I think it was very vulnerable because he was, yeah, I don't think I'd ever do something like that, but that's really cool. I like want to yeah. put him on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but it's like if, you, if, yeah. if you know, if you know, if like if people like know like the people that you work with, meaning like, yeah. you know, he works. His business is mostly online, so yeah. these people know him as in this one capacity, and I think that there's something there around it. it you just, I think you kind of have to be a little careful. Like, if he, uh, what's his name, Tony Robbins, married one of his like participants in his program you know the oh I didn't know that really yeah like he was married forever and then like met this woman married her I think that's a little not ideal but I think for me like if like let's say like a couple years from now if I like on my podcast I'm like hey like help me find love I don't know maybe there's some people who are listening who have a brother or a cousin or yeah. an uncle that would you know so I think it's a sort of delicate yeah. dance yeah <laughs> That's cool though. That's really cool. Okay. Next is, um, doing a reality check, which I think is like self-explanatory, just assessing everything and seeing if like that everything aligns. And then step five is building the strategic framework. Like me. And I think this is a per like pertains to dating would be like making an effort, making sure you keep your dates, don't break them, you know, unless obviously something comes up, but like, there's so many nights where I have a date and I'm like, Oh, I would just wish I could just come home and like relax. <laughs> I'm so tired from work, but pushing yourself to actually go and then not wasting time. Like if you don't feel that there's a connection, 
um, not to continue to like date them because you want to date somebody. That's what yeah. I think. What do you think? So what, what was the headline that you used? Like, like mm-hmm. uh, building the strategic framework, like the actual, like, I guess, plan of, not plan of attack, like, but once you like are in the mode of dating, like what you're doing in terms of maintaining the, the flow. It's so funny because I feel like, yeah, I think it's a little bit of like hearing that doing a little bit every day, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it has to exist. Like you have to work on it for it to like, you have to develop a relationship with it. Mm-hmm. So meaning like if you're not working on your business, it's not going to grow. If you're not working on dating, it's not going to grow. Um, and I hear in, in, in that kind of statement, like being focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Tori, it's funny, I can multitask, but I can't multi-focus. So meaning like I can cook something and have a conversation, but I can't generally focus on two things at once. So <clears throat> for me, whether it's like going on a date with someone or on my work, I tend to be a bit myopic. So I tend to be very single focus mm-hmm. because it allows me to be present and engaged Mm-hmm. and better at decision-making than if I'm all over the place, kind of scattershot. Mm-hmm. So. Well, maybe time block it. <laughs> so you're going to go, you're going to go on your app from, I don't know, six to seven. And then like, you're going to go back on again at like 10 to check one more time. And then, I don't Honestly. know. I sometimes like I'm on an app because I, I want to be and like also for the show for research and things like that too, to be honest. But like, I don't really go on very often and like people like I'll write to me be like what happened now I'm like it's like a week later I'm like I'm sorry it's like really busy and I don't want to like give out my cell phone number to everybody either so you can have an alternate dial like that's I don't know that was one of the first things I learned when I launched my podcast is um just to have a I forgot it's called a sideline it's literally a a number that is like yeah I heard about that I know I guess I I don't care enough So I'll be funny. honest, it's a lot of work, but no, no, it's, it's true. I've heard people that do do that. That's a good idea. I think, you know? I think the mapping though, I think that this will kind of pull the camera back. I think that, you know, there's a little bit of a process. So I think that if you meet someone then, and they are your sort of target audience, mm-hmm. like there are someone that you might want to engage with. I think it, there's sort of this delicate balance where when you don't know someone building enough sort of bridges of trust that you feel like, okay, is there that emotional spark? Is there that mental spark? Is there that, you know, um, and then escalating it. Like if you don't escalate it to either texting off the app or a conversation, Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah. And then I feel like there's sort of this dance between guys who are like all in immediately you know, and for me, that's like red flags. Cause I'm like codependence, you know, narcissistic love bombing. Like, I don't, you know, I know, uh, I know it's so true. Yeah. Like there's sort of this, be careful. Yeah. There's this balance where it's like, you want someone who's interested in you and that you're interested in, but is not too much. Uh, you know, I do think that there is an element of like, you constantly have to like maintain your own kind of equilibrium, your own balance. Um, mm-hmm. so that you can, be present mm-hmm. um and then i think it's just like one step at a time i really believe that like rome wasn't built in a day collagen isn't built in a day and like relationships for me are composed of lots of twos and fews a couple of these a few of those and that's how you build trust um and then also like you know just like a business it's 
you know, it's, it's not like anyone can win on the downhill, meaning like when things are going well and money is flowing in or, you know, like it's easy to, to feel good and to win. And that's why I don't really, when I'm listening, when you hear these podcasts or interviews with like super big entrepreneurs who made it like 10 years ago. And I'm like, listen, you don't know my life. Like, that's not my life. Like you, <laughs> I don't want to hear about how you turned your L into a lesson because <laughs> that was back in like the, you know, biblical times of startup world where, you know, listen, you're, you were lucky. Let's just call it that. Yeah, but yeah. winning on winning on the uphill, like winning when something goes wrong, I feel like in terms of dating, um, you know, making micro adjustments, like sometimes we'll have a bad date. Like, you know, I have a friend who went on a bad second date. Now she's married to that guy because she was able to kind of take inventory and turn it around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, but I That's think good I mean, advice. That's really good advice. Yeah. yeah. Not to like cut someone off. Just like, I mean, if you don't feel a connection, that's one thing, but it not to just cut someone off because it doesn't go exactly according to plan or something. No. Like that. And, and, and to take yeah. responsibility, take inventory. It's like, I feel like, you know, most of the time as a woman, I take a lot of responsibility for stuff that I shouldn't take responsibility for. Me too. Um, I know. Yeah. And then, and then the stuff that I really should take responsibility for, I don't. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the only, I don't know, only piece of advice, I don't know where we're at and like the, but my only thing is like, I feel like if I could give one piece of advice to women, especially this is just me. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm very much an alpha and very driven in my work, but with my romantic life, I fundamentally believe that a sort of less is more approach yeah. is, is healthy for me, is healthier for them. Um, I just don't want to be in my masculine and in a relationship. Um, and cause it's not, it's not um, tenable for me. Mm-hmm. I also, and, um, kind of being true. Yeah. Sorry. I love that. That was good. That was like really going to be my last question anyway, like what your piece mm-hmm. of advice might be for someone out there listening. So thank yeah. you so much for being so open and sharing your business skills with us as we can apply it to our dating life. You've been wonderful. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to have our walk in the park soon. So. Oh my God. I can't wait to meet your puppies. Um, you are wonderful. And thank Aww, you so thank much, you Mindy. Too. Like you're just a bright light. And thanks. You are too. Park. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Getting ready in the mornings looks completely different now. Whether you're waking up and heading into the next room for a Zoom meeting or grabbing a mask when you grab your coffee thermos to head out the door, there is no denying it. It's different than it was last year. But thankfully, no matter where you're headed, Grande Cosmetics has something for you to accentuate the features above your mask. Grande Cosmetics, known best for their cult favorite lash enhancing serum, Grande Lash MD, creates beauty products with benefits from their Grande Drama Intense Thickening Mascara with castor oil to their Grande Brow Brow Enhancing Syrup with peptides and vitamins for thicker, fuller looking brows. Grande Cosmetics enhances your natural beauty. 
Find their products at grandecosmetics.com. That's grande with an E on the end, just like your Starbucks order. Also available at Sephora, Ulta, Morphe, Macy's, and Salon Professionals at Salon Centric. The Race for the Ring listeners can enjoy 15% off their total purchase at grandecosmetics.com with the code PODCAST. That's PODCAST. P-O-D-C-A-S-T, redeemable at grandecosmetics.com, which will be valid through December 31st, 2020. Happy shopping! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.